Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Woo! Welcome in. You're listening to Be the Man with the Goat, the Hall of Famer, the one and only Mr. Ric Flair. How are you doing, sir? I'm great, Mr. Geisel. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for letting me pinch in. Our buddy Conrad Thompson, he's stuck on top of that big old high hill that he lives on, and nobody can get him any internet. How about that? Well, here's the deal. When you got a crib that big, you just can't expect just lights out, just jump back on. I'm sure he's got... He needs generators, antennas, all kinds of shit for that place. <laughs> all the trucks that needed to get to his big old Conrad yeah. could not make it up the hill that, yesterday. That, so. That's okay. I can't believe they had that much snow. Oh my God. Incredible. I'm here. I, I live about 10 minutes from him. Couldn't get to his house. That's how much snow we had. Oh, that you were there too, huh? Yes, sir. Just right down the road. Couldn't, you know, the mountain he lives on. Can't get up that hill. Banding cars. Look oh, yeah. like a nightmare. Look like a, a walking dead episode, but. We have got a lot to get to today because the world is reacting to the Woo documentary on Peacock. First of all, hope you had a good Christmas, Mr. Flair. I did. Please call me Rick. You're looking good. You got it. There you go. You got it down now. Yeah, I got it down now. Uh, uh, yeah, great Christmas. Great. You got big plans for New Year's? Uh, no, just the same thing. I tell you, I'm so excited about the Michigan TCU game in Ohio Come State. On now. That's that that's New Year's to me. Come that, on that, now. New Year's is just another day, but boy, those those are two great football games. You uh, who are you rooting for? Michigan. You got to go Michigan, but are you going Georgia on the other side? You know, I I, bad, I tell you why I'm going for Ohio State. Okay. Because I want Michigan to slap them around again. <laughs> <laughs> double ass whooping in one year. Double ass whooping this year. <laughs> It's gonna be some good I games. can't stand Ohio State. <laughs> it's gonna be some great games. I even saw yeah. some of the. Uh, we'll get into it, but I I saw some of the fans online wanted more uh, Michigan stories. They were ready to go. They wanted yeah, more Michigan yeah, that, stories. They look good this year. I'm not kidding you, man. God darn. Well, I'm go. I'm a Colts fan, go. so I'm a, a Harbaugh fan, and he's just a one of the most interesting characters in the world to me. He is. Absolutely fascinating to watch. Jim Harbaugh? Yes, yeah, sir. And, and flawless as a coach. Flawless in character. You never, ever hear one word about Michigan in any kind of scandal. 
Never. No. no. I mean, the Fab Five was 50 years ago, okay? Whatever transpired there, that was their deal. But with Jim Harbaugh at the helm, you don't hear about recruiting violations. You don't hear about the kids on the team getting in trouble. He just He's that respected, and he runs a tight ship. Yeah, you know, a lot of people talked about him possibly leaving schools, and I yeah. remember hearing a story during COVID where he donated his salary back to the workers at the school. Yeah. And I thought, he's not going anywhere. That's called building respect and building rapport with everybody around you and seeing, hey, this is where I want to be for a long time. He's, uh, a, spe- he's a special guy. Because he didn't even announce it. And I, it was one of those that just came out later, and it was, man, that guy's doing the right thing just for yeah, the right reasons. Yeah, he's unbelievable. One of a kind. Well, we got a lot to get to. Let's start off with the documentary you first saw it, the Woo documentary on Peacock. Everybody, go out of your way to see it. If you're watching this and haven't seen it, I don't know what you're doing with your life. But great <laughs> documentary. I've seen all of them. This was a very good one. We had the family gather around uh, right after Christmas and uh, was able to watch it. Had had ladies in the room that were not wrestling fans. I had my niece here, was 12, and was going... <laughs> I said, do you even know who Ric Flair is? She goes, everybody knows who Ric Flair is. <laughs> and she was fascinated with it as well. So how did you think, just the overall umbrella before we kind of dive into who was in it and what they said, overall, what did you think of the final product? Well, I thought it was very fair, very good. And I thought, uh, you know, once again, with the exception of Bischoff, I thought that everybody spoke very, I mean, more than, I was thrilled at at, at what some of the people had to say. And I just want to start it off by saying that the only mistake that Bruce said, and, and Bruce, of course, and I are very close friends, is I didn't anticipate being the biggest star up there. That's the only thing Bruce said wrong because I was never a big star up there. I was a bigger star probably the second time I went back um, at 52 years of old at 52 years of age than I was even then because um, we just, people didn't know who I was. I just wasn't on their TV. So I thought Bruce was spot on, thought he was great. Um, I'm just overwhelmed with what Austin said, take her. But those are my friends, you know, and I, um, to have that many celebrities, I, you know, I'm close with Stephen A. I guess I just looked at it and said, boy, these are all my friends. And how lucky am I? I mean, I'll see Bruce in a couple of days. I think the world of Bruce. But he, the only thing he said is wrong is I didn't go up there thinking I'd be the biggest star. I just was glad to get get out of WCW. That's the yeah. only thing that Bruce said that was inaccurate. Uh, I, I never. A- I I just wanted to get the hell out of town, <laughs> and I certainly didn't think I was going to win the Royal Rumble. That was never even talked about. Never. Never. No. When did you know you were going? Well, believe it or not, Jake Roberts told me that day in the gym, and I didn't. I didn't believe Jake. Really? Yeah, he said, "Here you going. Congratulations! I hear you winning." I have. No, I said, "What are you talking about?" I was. It's the last thing I was thinking about. I was just so glad to be away, and be with friends that were real. You know what um, I mean? I thought. Uh, I thought that I was going to bring up the fact that I thought Eric was kind of on brand for Eric. I think he kind of stood his ground and said what he always says. But in my mind, Bruce had some of the, I mean, he was quick, but he had some jabs. I thought like you first one you mentioned, he said, hey, Rick thought he was going to come in and be the top guy, and he just wasn't as a top guy. 
I wasn't. I wasn't. I don't mind that at all. That truth never hurts. It's <laughs> a good place to be in life, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of people the, can't handle the, the truth. <laughs> no, the truth. Hey, the truth don't hurt. It's when you bullshit around. It's like, it's like this thing I'm reading on. I, you just can't help but pick it up, Eric. Not to change the subject. I hate even to talk about it, but Eric is saying now that that I didn't wasn't instrumental in him getting his job. Well, I negotiated my deal. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have Bill Watts on the podcast next week. I negotiated my deal to come back to WCW from WWE with Bill Watts. So how was Eric in charge? <laughs> Why would I be negotiating? Why would I be negotiating with Bill Watts if Eric was in charge? It's a good point. I'm going to have Bill point. on the show. I'm going to have Bill on the show. And you know who reaches out to me all the time? Bill Shaw. Really? Yeah. I, I, I mean, the, the stuff with Eric is just, I go on and on. I mean, do you know, that, <laughs> one more story about Eric, and we'll let it go because it's not worth it. He's just so full of shit. Um, just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. So he and a guy named... Um, God, one of the, the guy that promoted for WCW for years, our, um, Zane Breslov. You remember the name, right? Yes, Zane Breslov. They, yeah. they called me and they said, look, at, tickets for Halloween Havoc aren't going well. I said, why would they? I put Hulk over in Orlando. I put him over in Des Moines, Iowa. What would possibly make you think that we would sell out Detroit if we had Mr. T and Tommy Hearns and Muhammad Ali who gives a shit? It's the third match. I'm not going to win the title in the cage. And they go, Eric goes, well, we put up your career. I go, okay. I said, yeah. I said, but I need a guaranteed deal. God, not the truth. Okay. I made Bill Shaw bring me a guaranteed deal. I was supposed to be off for a year. So at least looked at semi-legitimate. I signed it before I went to the ring. I'll have Bill Shaw on the show. Right I did before the favor. Before I went to the ring, I signed it. I admitted it. I held him up. I said, <laughs> I'm not going to just retire. I didn't hold him up. I said, right. I'm not going to retire. And I'm not, I'm not going to trust Eric Bischoff. And who would, right? Okay. So guess what? Less than a month, they called me. We need you back at work. And I went down and got dressed up in the crowd and jumped in and whatever that fucked up show was we did where our, where our arm put over the, the renegade in 13 seconds. I mean, it was just a debacle. And this is after you had already you negotiated a year off. You're yeah. back in a month already. Yeah, well, I, I, I didn't take him at his word. Yeah. But I would, have, I would have retired with no contract, no future, nothing. But within a month, you know why? Because nobody else would wrestle Hulk. Wow. And let's and let's just do another analogy. Let's say that I didn't go back to W to WCW. Okay? Okay. Guess what? 
no Hulk Hogan, no Randy Savage, no Piper. What if I didn't go back and say, let's just say that that Eric got Hulk to come, found another way to get to him, introduced him and all that, right? Who was going to put Hulk over? Sting? Vader? Rick Rude? <laughs> You're the man. No, I changed the course on the history of the business. Right. I mean, I, I just did. Who was going to put him over? He only wanted to work with me because he trusted me. He didn't okay. want to work with Lee. He didn't want to work with Leon. He didn't want to work with. He didn't want to work with Rick. He didn't want to work. And why would why would Sting put him over? I mean, it made no sense. You're the so, logical choice and the biggest choice. Yeah, and but the I best mean, choice. But think about it. What if I didn't go back? Who does the job? Nobody. How does he even get Hulk there? <laughs> Hulk can't walk into a hostile environment. He didn't have to. He didn't need the money. So I just leave it. I mean, let, let people put the pieces together and think about it. I held him up, man, at the door. I said, I don't trust you, Eric. Bill, I trust you, but only in writing. <laughs> True story. Incredible. Incredible yeah, have, to think about what would have happened. I don't know. I doubt very seriously that it would have ever landed Hulk Hogan because there was no one there he wanted to work with. And there would be no reason for Sting to put him over. Much less uh, much less three times. Much less Savage three or four times. And like they said in the documentary, they needed somebody to, quote, punk out, and you were the biggest guy to do that and to prove what well, yeah, but I, I don't. But I, I, that's the truth. I don't mind doing a job. Right. Just pay me. Pay me. Not 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 even half. Don't but more than a quarter. A you know, quarter. like Kevin Kevin Nash used to say to me, half of a lot's a lot. Because half of what their salary was was still more than mine. <laughs> By a lot. A quarter. <laughs> quarter. A quarter. Man. I'm not even you, and that seems disrespectful as hell. <laughs> I can't imagine. How, how do you, you think I? How do you think I felt? Oh. I mean, it was, it, it was just it was. I couldn't drink enough martinis at night to keep myself afloat. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> me, me and me and Gene, we we ran to the bar. Just for personal reference, what was Mean Gene's drink of choice? And can I ask you, as a wrestling fan? Yes. Do you remember when Hulk and, and Kevin were supposed to wrestle? Yes. Right? And I don't even know what transpired. I have no idea. But what did they accomplish by doing that thing where they just put the belt? I don't understand that. What What did they accomplish? Yeah, I'm probably not the best guy for that. The finger poke of doom, are you talking about that? Yeah. What does that uh, mean, finger point of doom? He finger poked him and he went down. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, what, I don't. What did that accomplish? Just a swerve of a swerve, which, again, goes back to your <laughs> question, what did, it, what did it accomplish? I don't even know. I was at the bar by then. <laughs> you were at what, the what, bar what, by then. Was it Eric DeBoss then? What's that? Was it Eric DeBoss then? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. What did it accomplish? We still talk about it. I don't know if it's in a good way. But. No, no. I've been asking. I've been asking. 
Yeah, no, look, if you listen you can, to you, you, can, you can just call me one quarter paper on. Don't even call Rick and say, hey, hey, one quarter, how you doing? That's <laughs> well, if, you, if, if anybody listens to 83 weeks, Conrad gives him shit about it constantly, for sure. About what? About the finger poke of doom. Okay, yeah, about, that's the same night as that's going to put butts in seats. That's the same night, the whole deal. I mean, so, really? Uh, <laughs> what was that? I <laughs> I don't. I mean, I swear to God, I have no idea. I was long gone by then. But I, what did they accomplish? Not, not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> okay, We're talking I'm about asking. it, but I don't know if it's the good that's one. All, that's all I'm asking. I'm just asking what they accomplished. So that was another great call under our boss. Under <laughs> <laughs> I want to take a second. Another great call you should make is <laughs> our, our great supporters. Camper Max, 256-320-7033. Wherever you're at, Camper Max discount is going to fit any budget, offering easy financing and extended terms. They are, look, Camper Max is a whole new family opportunity of building memories year-round. You're right here at the new year, and you want to go, hey, my New Year's resolution is to get out more, see the world, see the United States, travel, have some fun. CamperMax is the way to get that done. CamperMax specializing in the max discounted pricing on travel trailers and fifth-wheel RVs delivered anywhere in the lower 48. That's right. From your office, your cell phone, or your couch, you can click or call and find out how easy it is to start enjoying the RVing lifestyle. How easy is it? The Camper Max discount, like I said, they're going to fit any budget, offering easy financing, extended terms. It's just too easy. Visit CamperMax.com or call 256-320-7033. By the way, if you're looking to purchase a full motorhome, hang in there. Our buddy Rod is working on that now. Good friend of the show. I love Rod over at Camper Max. He's always good to us, always down to hang with us, and he is ready to give to be the man listeners the max discount. So visit CamperMax.com. That's CamperMaxx.com, and check out what they can do for you. They can change your 2023 for the better. Have fun, and be sure you use the promo code Conrad, or you can tell them Rick Flair or Cassio told you to call as well. But find out how easy it is to start enjoying the RVing lifestyle with CamperMax, proud sponsor of To Be The Man podcast. Hey, you know, and something else, I just have to make this point. You know, I, to this day, I am I am probably better friends with Hulk right now and Kevin than I ever have been. So it's really? got nothing to do with them. Yeah, I stay very, I mean, I, we don't talk every day, but I mean, Kevin and I talked in length right after his son passed away. I mean, those are the kind of conversations that mean something. Right. What we're doing right now is just talking bullshit. Yep. And Hulk, could, could Hulk have been better to me? In the documentary, could he, he could have he couldn't have said anything better, could he? No, he was incredible. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't have to do that. Kevin Nash didn't have to beat talk nice. And and then you know, I just that's it all just started because I watched you watched Eric make an example. And my when he goes, my team, who the fuck was your team? Jane Engel? <laughs> what, what team did you have? <laughs> Team Bishop, who are they? Can can you just name some names? I'm at least giving names of people that I know. From. Yeah, Bill Shaw, Jack Petrie, that I met them all. Ted, 
<laughs> well, let's get into some of the other people while we're here. Um, it was really good to see Barry Windham in there talking great. Um, I just wanted to, of Naked course, on a baggage you. cart. Naked on a baggage <laughs> cart, really? <laughs> well, that was awesome. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, know, I know you and Conrad enjoyed that one. <laughs> We could I, take Nate. We could get Nate's room sometimes naked, sometimes not. <laughs> I, told, I told you I watched it with my family, my beautiful wife. If you met, she said, "What's with that guy?" <laughs> she said, "Think about this. To say sometimes he's naked and not means he was naked a lot. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. Because if I ever got naked back to my hotel room, it'd be the time. Yours is like sometimes, maybe. Oh, sometimes. sometimes I started before I got to the hotel room." <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Why wait to get to the hotel room that nobody sees? <laughs> uh, <laughs> always good to see Barry. Have you heard have you heard have you heard any updates lately? Of course wishing him the best. And, yeah, you got uh, you got a stint got you got a stint. He's up and running. He's doing well. Good. That's good, man. He's hard to get a hold of. I've called him ten times he just doesn't answer his phone. I've got that blocked ID, but I, I'm gonna going to in the next couple of weeks. He lives outside of Gainesville, I heard now, with Julie. So I'm gonna drive over there and see him. But God, you talk about one of the great workers of all time. His name just gets jumped over all the time. Man, he could work. Wow. He was incredible, and uh, it was good to see him. And uh, it's good to hear the update from you of Hey, he's yeah. doing good. By the way, if anybody out there is watching this and want to help him out. I know he's got to go fund me for uh, all his expenses coming up. Rick, you know as much as anybody, those medical expenses start piling up. You can have the best insurance in the world. You still yeah. have some uh, expenses to cover. So go Absolutely. find him on social media everywhere sharing that. Uh, if, hey, a lot of people going to wanting to donate here, it's a time of season. It is the holiday season. Go find uh, Barry Windham's social media, and you can uh, you can check that out and uh, interact with him. Uh, I personally, I know you, I know how much, being around you, uh, how much big of a other sports fan you are, uh, and me being a gigantic sports fan, being a short stand in sports radio, to see you sit down in front of Tom Rinaldi uh, is yeah. is legendary. I mean, he is one of the preeminent voices in a sports interview. Absolutely. Talk about, did you know him going into this uh, no. documentary, Rick? I, I had met Tom before, but no. But I, I did get him to come out one night in Tampa. He came out to the fraternity house one night. He didn't come the second night. <laughs> <laughs> that was too much. <laughs> but what a gentleman. What a great guy. I mean, when you think dramatic, serious, we've got to get a point across sports interview, the list starts with Tom Rinaldi. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, you know it's a serious story when he's involved. How much of a pleasure was he to work with? Uh, I can't put it into words. Between he and Ben Hauser and Dirty Dan... I mean, and all the people that were involved in the filming, it was just a wonderful experience. And it, you know, it's funny as you just, you know, put all this together and then you wait. And again, a guy like me, because I've had health issues, I go, gotta hope live long enough to see this damn thing. <laughs> but now it's coming, it's gone and it's uh, behind us. And I'm, I'm really happy with it. I'm, I, and I, and I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not mad at Bruce for one second. People say Bruce was really pretty hard on you. I go, Bruce was act. Bruce was spot on. He was, I, but the only thing he said wrong is I did not think I was going to be the biggest star up there. I just wanted to get the hell out of Dodge. 
And I wonder now, I think back in my life, what if I didn't go back? <laughs> Who knows? You uh, never I, know. I, I, Vince could have changed his mind the next day and started using me again. You know what I mean? That's the way the business was back then because it was that it had gone into a lull. When a guy, when a guy as big a star as Hulk Hogan walks away from the company, it's gonna, it's gonna be some, a different day. And I mean that that just changed the whole atmosphere, and it changed the whole level of playing field at WWE. Not only was a great guy to work with, a great guy to have fun with, but he was that big a player. And when he left, I mean, it was like, what do we do? The Warrior didn't work. Randy didn't work. I didn't work. Brett didn't. I don't know if Brett worked or not. I don't mean that. I don't know. But, you know, I, if I could have I stayed, I still feel like if I had stayed, he would have come back around to me again because I, I felt like I was still a good enough worker at that time. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. But who knows? So it's, you know, I just look back and say I'm, I'm thankful. I am, I'm just more than thankful for the opportunity that Vince gave me to be there. I mean, it's, 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 it's historic. It, Cause I was, I mean, they showed him shaving my head. That's how I left WCW. I was going to bring up the, and, uh, and, 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 and another very important point that I, I had forgotten about till I watched this, you forget about things. If all these other guys made WCW, all the other, the list of lists, right, that were better than me and thing, why did Vince it, 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 it insist beyond uh, argued for three days that me and Sting be the last one? Wow, I never thought about that. Food for thought. Of all I mean, these other guys made WCW what they are, why did he insist? on the purchase that me and Sting wrestle. Wow. How'd you, how, what, what was your thoughts when they did the recap of that final match? You think they nailed it? Your thoughts going in and, and just, Hey, where you were mentally and my my match with Sean. Uh, No, no, no. Before that, the, the, the match, uh, you're, you're in the shirt and you, you you know, your first. Oh, I hated it. My head, my hair hadn't grown back. I hadn't worked on it. I could have cared less. They shaved my head. That's how they left me. I mean, as a casual fan, I, can't, I, can't, I thought I can't, that was one of the most fascinating parts is you, how, up, I mean, I knew it was a big deal that you were losing your hair, but how much that affected you mentally. That was a, that was a big deal that I picked out from the uh, documentary. I don't think casual end. fan knows that, of course. Ten-time NWA champion. Thought of in the same breath as Dory, Terry, Jack, Harley. Did they ever have that done to them? No. You wonder why my self-confidence was gone? Spray painted you? Hmm? Spray painted you? Spray, spray, spray painting me. I don't I don't mind that. 
I'm talking about the stuff that, that Russo and Eric did together. And Eric's last words were to me. We're in Richmond, Virginia when we did it with my son. His last words were to me. I'll never forget it. He goes, keep your word about shaving your head. Just in fact, he just would not. He could do any. He couldn't think of enough things to do to me to, to humiliate me. A guy that had been what eight or ten times the NWA champion, the real world champion, that traveled around the fucking world three hundred and sixty-five days a year, twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday, and wrestled over three hundred-hour Broadways six years in a row. Incredible. No, I'm just saying that's what. How, how do I ever, how do I ever earn that lack of respect from him? He don't got to worry about me calling him to have a drink now. <laughs> and I used to like to drink with him, but I see this. People want to know why we go. Why does this stuff come up? What it, it, you can't get away from it when they make documentaries. <laughs> They're gonna always play. What happened in your life? That's what makes it interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was I just it's just ridiculous, but that that's all it was. What I just it? saw that and I went, man, what, what what team number one, and why make an example out of someone that didn't mean anything? According to him, do you remember turning anything down at that huh? time? Do you? They said they hey they pitched a lot of things and you were the man you you agreed to do all of them. Do you remember turning anything down or did you accept all the things they pitched? Oh, after being going through the lawsuit, sitting out for a year, why would I turn anything down? Right, you go home again. You're defeated by that point. Defeated, but I didn't mind. I mean, I, as long as I didn't mind. Like when Kevin wanted to put me, in, I go, hey, I can pull it off, man. I'll make it entertaining, and I did. You know, me and Scott Hall riding on the bus and that. Besides that, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> I just took over Jack Nichols and left off. <laughs> me and Scott running around. Goddamn. That was pretty <laughs> It was pretty entertaining. <laughs> uh, real quickly, but we got a lot to cover on the uh, deal. Uh, a character that I haven't seen much of, but you have uh, obviously worked with before. The author Keith Elliott Greenberg, who did yeah. to be the man, um, just talk about him real quick. How was it a great to work with him? You've you've had many experiences with him in the past, and he was a big figure in this documentary. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that he was until I saw it. Um, yeah, I, I like Keith, but you know, here's the deal: it's very hard for anybody that grows up. I said this when I was in England on tour. Anybody that grows up in Greenwich Village and grew up on the on the five state WWWF, whatever it was back then, to even understand anything about my career and, and, and didn't understand anything about Southern wrestling. And we had huge arguments when we wrote writing the book because he wanted me to, he, he, he was trying to write it like I was Freddie Blassie. Every other word was fucked. And I said, I don't talk like that in real life. He said, well, it's more catchy. I said, no, it's not catchy me. So we had to rewrite it with Mark. With uh, thank God, Mark Madden came along and helped me rewrite it. Um, because it just wasn't me. But I like Keith. I mean, he really tries hard, and he obviously understands the business. And everything he said is true. 
So, I mean, I have no problem with anything that Keith said or did. I just meant when we originally picked him to write the book, I went, God, I didn't realize that the guy, you know, I said, where are you from? Grand's Village, okay. But he grew up on Bruno San Martino, and, and that's, you know, when people ask me, you know, they, they thought that was, I've never disrespected Bruno San Martino. What I wrote in my book is that anybody that's made that kind of money and drawn that kind of money shouldn't just be bitter and mad and tell everybody that, that is working, whether they are or not, that they're on steroids, which he did. He got bitter when Vince didn't use him. These are, I mean, I'm there. I've seen this, okay? Right. And we made up, and we we apologized. I didn't mean it bad. It's nothing about him. But it, 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 when you're a champion of five states, it's different than being champion of the world. It just is. Right. And, yeah, I mean, nothing from him. He drew huge money. But there's a big difference, you know? It just, it just was. Well, here's a big difference. In 2023, Rick, you can attest, when the boys travel the road, there is a destination restaurant when you get to Baltimore, and that is our friends over at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Woo! Love it, love it, yeah. Jimmy's Famous Seafood, shipping food nationwide now. You don't have to go to Baltimore. You can get it delivered straight to your front door. Free two-day nationwide shipping on orders of over $125, excluding the steamed crabs and the fresh items. Use promo code FLAIR. You get the Maryland crab cakes, the soups, the chowders, the oysters, the signature steaks, plus desserts and gluten-free items. And they have incredible packages for you, the to be the man listener, they've got the famous gift box. You got that Christmas money burning a hole in your pocket? You can get the gift box. That includes four of the world's best colossal Maryland crab cakes, two different crab soups, crab dip, seafood seasoning, and their signature bay sauce or the tailgate bundle. Woo, football, like we said, Michigan's about to play. Georgia's about to play. We got the college football playoff. We got the NFL playoffs. Right over the horizon, you can get that tailgate bundle delivered to your door. Two pounds of wings, a full pack of barbecue ribs, a pint of crab dip, and the crab cake mix. Or you can create your own package, of course, at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Over 40 years in the business, has been featured on Diners, Dine-In, and Jives, Beat Bobby Flay, and more. Jimmy's Famous Seafood, you can get that free two-day nationwide shipping if you go to jimmysfamousseafood.com and use that promo code FLAIR. Rick, I just talked to uh, Jim Ross yesterday, and he said it best. Every one of the boys in the business over the years has a story about Jimmy's Seafood under their belt. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And Sabatino's, which is no longer there, unfortunately. But guys, the guys love it. It's well, a fabulous place. Sabatino's, the Little Italy place? Yeah. I went last time I was in Baltimore, I was with Conrad and he said, Hey, we got to go to Sabatino's all of flair's incredible stories. I did not know it was no longer there. Oh, I, well, I just heard that. Now I don't know that for a fact. I hope it's still there, but basically little Italy is just, it's just like everything else with change. It's really? gone. Yeah. Wow. All those restaurants. We used to drive down there and just, it was like a, like 10 world-class Italian restaurants. Oh, it was an incredible place. Yeah. Incredible yeah. food, and everybody's got their stories there. So there you go. 
incredible, iconic Baltimore locations. Uh, Rick, let's talk a little bit about, uh, well, let me give you the final word. Anything else you want to say about the documentary before we move into newer things a little bit? No, just I'm thankful for everyone that had something nice to say to me. And I, like I said, um, I think that um, I kind of said this on first take the other day, that you get to a point in life when you, it means more to you almost to be recognized and thought of in a, in a good light by other mainstream people in other sports uh, or other walks of life. But there's still nothing better than hearing something from Steve Austin or Hulk or any of the guys like that. I mean, it meant the world to me. Taker, I mean, it was... And Bruce, I mean, I consider Bruce I mean, a legend in our business. Bruce has been in a long time. He has seen it all, just like I have. So I take a lot of... I take a great deal of respect for Bruce, and I wasn't offended at all by that. Because it was the only thing he said wrong was I didn't, I never anticipated being a big star. I knew I wouldn't be, but but it's only because I understood the, the limitations of TBS and, and the, how far they, we were strong all the way to Ohio, then it was gone. I thought an interesting line on Bruce was in 2008 talking about the retirement and uh, you're forced to go out. He said yeah. you didn't fight it. Is that true? I didn't fight. No, the way they laid it out was awesome. I mean, I, I obviously, you know, wanted to, I didn't ever want to leave. Right. <laughs> but um, I mean, you know, I mean, think about Shawn Michaels. You know, caring about me that much, and then wanting to be, um, you know, saying the things he does about me. It just, it it it, it just puts me in a special place. And, and Sean's another guy like Kurt Angle. So happy that they never came to WCW. Oh. I mean, it would have changed our lives too. Kurt, especially, would have never, ever had the career there. And I, and I, and I totally concur with Kurt. He's talked about me and Eric not, and, and, and I'm not even mad at Eric anymore, but I just, it's important that people know the real story. You know, and as long until the story is really straightened out, and if I got to have Bill Watts come on the show or Bill Shaw, I will. I did not make my deal with Eric to come back. I made it with Bill Watts. And he got in trouble over a comment he made about Hank Aaron. I can't remember what it was. And he was gone when I landed there, and Ole Anderson was the boss. And Ole said to me, what good are you to me after you just did a job on national TV for Kurt Henning last night, or whatever it was. And I said, I'll tell you how I feel about that comment. And I walked next door to Bob Dew, and I said, Bob, it's me or only. Make up your mind. I can fly back to New York tomorrow. I did not leave on bad terms. And he said? Goodbye, Ole. That's why Ole and I don't get along. He's never gotten over it. I, I could give a shit. It's the truth. It was me or Ole. Yep. Well, they made their bed, and it was a good bed. Uh-huh. I think they did right. 
Well, no, I understand. I mean, it, it, it didn't matter whether I did a job on national TV or not. I did it on national TV. Right. And it got a rating. <laughs> Guess what? WCW was so far gone. He was, run, he was running WCW the way Vern was running a, a, uh, the AWA in the 70s. I mean, really. What good, what, I mean, I, I, and this, this had nothing to do with me. What good did it do to have Mick Foley living underground? Nothing. That wasn't my call. <laughs> you know that, right? Yeah. What, I don't, what was that angle called again? Where he's living underground? Yeah. Remember that? Uh, Yeah. I can't remember either, but I mean, what what would they have him live? I can't remember what it was, but good lord, that's where he's in a cave, living in a cave. I I don't know, <laughs> but I, somehow I'll get the blame for that. But I promise you, I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I did not book Mick Foley. He thinks I did. I did not. But we've we've reconciled. We all do. It just. <laughs> In this business, if you can point the finger at somebody else, that's what you're going to do. He did it. If it's not a good move, he did it. If it's not a good move. <laughs> I was the victim of he did it. <laughs> Flair did it. <laughs> that's the easy line, isn't it? Yeah, Flair did, did it. it. He's the head of the booking committee. What, what the, what, what's the booking committee worth? Shit. <laughs> The booking, the booking committee was just a rule of four dumb asses sitting in a fucking room writing down everything trying to think of things to put on the TV that got tore up and changed the minute we walked out the door and we just went right down to the barn rack who, <laughs> got who up was, in the morning worked out <laughs> who was on the committee at that time me Dundee Mike Graham Greg Gagne uh, Kevin Sullivan and me it was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> we spent all day long. We spent all day long trying to figure something out. And, and we, <laughs> None of it. <laughs> None of it. Because it didn't matter. We were just, a, me being the head of the committee, was, it was a pivotal thing to say, well, Flair don't like you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Flair likes you a lot. Flair has nothing to do with it. <laughs> he's he's going to use my name. Well, Flair's not using me. Well, Flair, Flair's got nothing to do with who's using anybody. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. it just... <laughs> I, I, tearing it up as soon as you walk <laughs> Hell yeah. God, you think we are? You really? And long after I wasn't there, they were tearing up Kevin Sullivan shit at 5 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> why do you think? Why do you think Kevin went nutty? God, he, Kevin would walk around on his feet, hyperventilating all day long. <laughs> <laughs> no, they put so much pressure, and then at the end of the day, it just everybody just did what they wanted to do. <laughs> Sounds not, like chaos. It was hardly it was hard, oh, chaos to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> Let well, me tell you. Let me tell you something. Here's the deal. 
for whatever, and it makes no difference. I have no opinion, nothing. Vince McMahon can walk anywhere in the world today, and regardless of what people are upset with him for or not, he's fucking Vince McMahon. And the guy we've been talking about, big difference. Different deal. For Different. sure. Different um, deal. Anything that left out of the documentary you wish they would have put in? You remember talking about anything else that they decided to cut or anything? No, no. I tell you, for me, honestly, it was, I was so happy that, that I, they had put footage footage in there they got from Ashley's mom of Reed. You know, that, that was really hard for me to watch because he did, he, I always tell people he was on my watch when it happened, but I thought it gave people an insight to how hard it, you know, it is to go on sometimes. Man, I didn't know I was going to make it. No shit, Dave. If I had known Conrad when that happened, I probably would have had Conrad. He'd been he'd been in rehab with me. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, I hit the bottle hard. Wow, it's hard to wake up to that. So seeing that was really hard for me. But it was very accurate. I I love that kid, man. We just we were like this. Well, you've been through a ton. You've been through more than most anybody could handle. I thought that was the fascinating point. Like yeah, the airplane, said, the airplane crash with the kids stuff. That was. Yeah, but they was, skipped right over the airplane yeah. crash. <laughs> that was just kid stuff. Rinaldi had so much to get to. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you survived. Let's hey, move hey, on. Hey, that didn't affect me here like the other stuff. <laughs> Coming back for that was, was kid stuff compared to dealing with Eric. <laughs> Good Lord. Or Jim or <laughs> A plane crash and everything again struck by lightning was child's play compared to dealing with Eric Mitchell. <laughs> Absolutely. Good Lord. <laughs> uh, hey, Eric, why am I putting over Conan tonight? Because I told you to. Okay. <laughs> that was, that's the way it ran. So why do you have me? Why, why do you want putting over Conan? Because I told you to. Now leave me alone. I got shit to do. <laughs> I thought I thought it was an interesting point of the lawsuit and immediately turning it into on on air storyline as well. It almost, and I'm sure you can attest to it. It almost seemed watching the documentary that it was another situation in your life where, hey, we we've had a major situation happen and I ain't even got time to process it. I have to keep moving on and figure out how to get it on. And now we're doing it as a storyline. So the lines are blurred there, real and uh, storyline. Uh, what was your thoughts on that? Just, it was, it seemed, I don't know, just your thoughts on seeing that. Maybe just. No, I just, it was, it was real. And that, um, I were mean. Were you good it, with them making it an on-air storyline? I didn't have a choice. Was it, I was going to come back or I was going to sit home. Do you know what the deal was? They sent me a check each week for a year. The minute I cashed a check, I admit that I'm working for them. Right. So I sat home for a year. I had had the gold gyms. I had money to live up, but I had kids in private school. Neil was in college. I mean, it it affected it affected me hard. You, you say say that you tomorrow you you just go home for a year without any money. What are you gonna do? 
We're going to struggle. Huh? We're going yeah, to struggle you, 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 you think that was fun? No. So I didn't have a choice. You think I actually like putting him over? Have you seen him work? <laughs> Do you actually think I enjoyed that? Did you ever, did you, I know you wanted no, to. No, do you actually think I enjoyed working with him and Russo? I do not. Thank you. I definitely yeah. do not. Could either one of them work? Uh, no. Thank you. So you can imagine how it was for me. We didn't have a five-star match, by the way. <laughs> the only thing we did right in that match is I cut myself again. Thank God. <laughs> I could still get myself to do that. <laughs> Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Uh, and Russo, God, I don't even know what to say about Russo. <laughs> Come on! I, now I'm because I feel I feel like I'm down. I'm not even mad at anybody anymore. But I, you, these things when they when you put these documentaries together, you're gonna you're gonna see it here. Some of it you're gonna like. Some of it I liked everything in it, but it brings back memories. And it, when one memory leads to another, and there's so much more that nobody even knows. Let's look at a documentary and what if Rick didn't do this? What if Rick didn't come back? What if Rick didn't get Hulk? And what if Hulk came anyway? Who was Hulk going to wrestle? If Rick didn't go get Randy and Randy came, who was Randy going to wrestle? <laughs> I a mean, lot of what ifs there. A lot of what ifs, yeah. But guess whose name's right there in the middle of all of it? Mine. And it's just crazy. What if? Let's do another documentary. You could write that one. <laughs> uh, I've never heard. I've never heard Hulk didn't want to work with Rick Rude. Rick Rude never got a title shot at WWE. Never. That's interesting. That it was because Hulk said he didn't want to work with him. Oh, I have no idea that 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 I'm not taking. I don't know. I just I'm just saying. I don't happen. think you. I don't think you felt comfortable with the, him and Leon at that time. But I, but I don't know. They no no one ever said that. I just that just to, was told to me by Eric. Hulk never said it to me. So, but I'm sure I'll get the blame for it. But that never. <laughs> Rick did it. That's yeah. the next shirt, Rick did. Yeah, Rick Rick said, yeah, Fire fuck go. Well, why, why would you work with Vader? I could do another job. Hey, why would you work with Vader? I could do another job. Incredible. I'll tell you I'll tell you a great story too. This is the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> so and Eric is the boss, right? When I beat Vader, wasn't Eric the boss? Yes. Dusty was the booker, right? Okay. I beat Vader, right? I get to the town the next day, and uh, it's me and uh, I forget against uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jeff. Let me tell you the story. You work with Jeff and Scott Steiner, and we're supposed to go over, and Scott Steiner says, we're, we're not doing the job. 
to Terry Taylor. Taylor talk, Terry Taylor walks over to me and says, you're not doing the job. He, he won't do the favor. I go, okay, fine, no problem. Call Eric. Eric, he calls Eric. Eric says, no, I'll do something else. Do something else. Yeah, work out, not a finish. So he's siding with with Sonner. If he don't want to do it, then he's siding with him, right? Uh, apparently, he didn't want to tell he didn't want to tell him to do it. He didn't fire him. Now, if I said I didn't want to do it, I'd get fired, right, or something. Something's happening, yeah. Hell, I just wanted to go to the AU Nationals with my kid. I didn't miss a town. I didn't cheat anybody. I didn't not do a job for someone. I did not show up at a building. I just wanted to take my son to the AU Nationals, which he won. This guy that meant nothing to the company. Hey, and it blew up. It's just, it's crazy. That's the stuff it reminds you of. It reminds me of all the, of all the hurtful things that went down. Memories and emotions that went along with all the memories, unfortunately. Yeah, well, it just, you know, it, you, it, the whole thing started when I watched it the first time. The one thing when I went, God, he's just still the arrogant prick. Of course, they go to me, we said a lot of flattering things about you. Then why don't why you play those? <laughs> <laughs> why didn't you play those? <laughs> That's what I said to him. <laughs> well, they, they, then they wouldn't have realized what you were up against. Yeah. Thank you. So the part that's good is what he did to me. <laughs> the part he did good for me, I'm trying to think. Okay. Okay, let me think. I don't know what he did good for me. <laughs> I could sit here talking for three hours. I can't think of anything he did good for me. He did call me when my son passed away, which meant a lot at the time. That's the truth. And he paid... Uh, Charles, when Charles got his ribs uh, broken wrestling uh, against Randy. So I'll, I'll always remember the phone call, and I'll always remember him for taking care of Charles. But as far as taking care of me, I don't know. <laughs> Not sure how that one's going to ever sail. Well, we appreciate we appreciate the Nature Boy. I, taking- I, I, I think I bought his last Coors Light. <laughs> Look, in wrestling, you never say never, right? Hey, never, right. Hell, I'll probably be drunk in a year from now. Maybe six months, <laughs> who knows? I, I swear to God, I'm not even mad. I just, But you ask me, people want to know how these things come around because social media won't let you get away from these things. Correct. That's a fact. You know? And if, and if Scott Steiner didn't want to put me over, hell, I don't. It, it didn't want the end of the world to me, but it's just the way the company ran. He had the leeway to say that and not get any kind of reprimand, and you would have been fired. I guess I don't. I don't know. I don't pretend to know, and I don't care. I just know what happened. And poor Terry Taylor had to walk over and deliver the message. I said, "Terry, you don't get it. I don't give a fuck. What else do you want to do?" <laughs> That's what being a world champion meant. <laughs> Here's what being the world champion means to us. Our buddy Ric Flair has hit us with some woo-wing. Yes, thank God. Yeah, Nature's very own virtual restaurant brand 
now operating in more than 30 locations across the country in 11 different states and many more on the way. You can order the legendary flavors in the World Championship Woo Wings from your Uber or your Postmates app. Nashville, San Antonio, Miami, Jacksonville, and Clearwater in Florida, all over Los Angeles and New York, Charlotte, of course, Raleigh and Concord, North Carolina, Atlanta and Richmond Hill in Georgia, Tuscaloosa, and right here where I'm at in Huntsville, Alabama. I get the Woo Wings delivered straight to my front door. Plus, Tulsa and Providence now on the list as well. Woo Wings is a virtual brand, so it's delivery only, and the food is made by restaurant partners with an existing location who are looking to add more to their bottom line. For a complete list of current locations or to find out more about becoming one of Ric Flair's restaurant partners, visit RicFlairWings.com. And if you're in Woo Wing City, order today from the Uber Eats or Postmate app and try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time World Heavyweight Champion. And of all time, what a time... What, the- the price of chicken has gone up. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Give me a break. You know what? Flair did it. We blame yeah, Flair, Flair for did that. It. <laughs> That's a chicken. You got the wing chicken. business and chicken <laughs> wing prices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they knew you were in charge. You're in the game now. We got to raise yeah, the huh? prices. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you get the wing business, we have a shortage and, an, and, the, and the price goes up. Yeah. Flair did it. We blame Flair. Always blame Flair. Yeah. Go to Rick Flair Wings. Look on your Uber post to make maps for Wings. See how much fun I just do my show with me? <laughs> yes, Every time I've ever been around you, I will tell you a funny story. <laughs> this is this is my favorite Rick Flair story, being around you. Oh, God. Everybody's got one, so you jump in. <laughs> I've got a few evenings, but one afternoon, here in Huntsville, and we're at the fabulous Ruth Chris restaurant. You remember yep. at the hotel yep. with Conrad and the crew? Uh, you had met me a couple times. It was the first time you met my wife. I clearly am in the married up club. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no. it was my favorite moment. After about 30 minutes to an hour, and my wife's sitting next to me, you finally looked over. And she, she went to the restroom and came back. She said, you, you looked at her and you said, now, now who are you with? And I said, that's Big Booty Judy. And Conrad goes, that's Cassio's wife. And you looked at Conrad and you said, well, he must be famous or got a fairly good size hog on him because he shouldn't be with her. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife looked at me and said, neither. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> was- about every 30 minutes, you just look at her and go, you're with him? <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> he's either famous with a lot of money or he's got a fairly good size hog on him. And she said, neither. <laughs> you just said, I don't get it. <laughs> That's a Ric Flair moment. And that was exactly what I wanted out of it. <laughs> All right, let's... Uh, <laughs> Before we get out of here, I want to hit a couple of topics outside the documentary just before we get out of here. You always love to keep up with the headlines of what's going on out in the wrestling world. First of all, do you know we're at the 40th anniversary, Rick, of the legendary 
Flair versus Von Erich match yeah, in world yeah. class, and that ends up, of course, forming the Freebirds. Mm-hmm. Talk about just now looking back on it 40 years ago. What an incredible memory that was, and a moment in wrestling. Yeah, it's hard to believe it's been that long, right? Um, Reunion Arena sold out insane uh, Christmas night. So I always had to leave. Like, uh, that's something else that I, and I think people got, got a, a better grasp of it was my traveling it was crazy. To be in Dallas because of weather issues, like some people just recently missed a house show, I think, with the uh, because of weather issues uh, for WWE. So, you know, back then, I, I, I can't miss a show. I mean, I'm the world champion, right? So I had to leave on Christmas Eve. So that was just another day without my family. And then, God, you talk about lonely. I'd go back, you know, the only, I'd, I'd wrestle, and then, you know, the guys are not going to hang out. Christmas night, they're going to get their ass kicked if they don't go home. So I just get a ride out to the uh, Hyatt at the airport, and just you know, when the bar was closed, it was horrible. But it was a great night, um, and uh, man, you talk about wild! The fans were insane. When uh, I'm trying to think, who slammed the door? Did I slam the door? The cage door? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Or did, or did Michael slam it? Is that I how can't the Freebird started? That he slammed the door? No, yeah, no. I I think the Freebirds were already together, but they that this really turned them heel full fledged. I mean, that went that went into that huge stadium show. I mean, holy cow! When you could have seen Mike and uh, I mean, that Mike and um, Terry and Buddy were hotter than hell, and they were the match before me and Kerry at the stadium show, the David Von Erich Memorial. And when Fritz and, and and the other two boys put the claw on the three of Freebirds, the crowd was insane. And then me and Kerry had to go out and follow that. But it was like the Freebirds were over. They Michael Hayes has contributed more to this business than he's ever going to get credit for. From music to talent to interviews, and I mean, I love Michael. I, I like Buddy, and I like I like Terry a lot. But Michael Hayes is. One of a kind, golden, really, one of a kind and a golden guy, and so damn smart. And he's been around it so long that he can actually sit down and rationalize. You know, um, if you can take what you were so good at four years ago and work with kids today, then you've got a special talent, and he does. Well, Rick, I appreciate you joining us, reminiscing, talking about the documentary. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. It was always a pleasure to look at it. And I, I just want to say this, a couple things. I've already seen online on Twitter, social media, a lot of people are going to start trying the Ric Flair Nature Boy drinking schedule where you start with the ultras <laughs> yeah. and you end with the wine yeah. and you have some cranberry Actually, you know, I've, I've actually gotten off the red wine. It's just the Nick Ultras is then right to the vodka now. I saw a lot of people saying the red, they were going to give that a shot. The red wine got old. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the cranberry and the vodka and the limes yeah, in yeah. now. Okay. Well, now as they get older, a splash of sugar-free Red Bull. <laughs> Just a little, and of course, keep wings. yourself hydrated with water. <laughs> Tons of water. Uh, I saw a lot of people talking about that, and I want to, I want to say this personally and, and emotionally. It was the moment that hit me. Of course, uh, first of all, it's been an honor. I thank Conrad and you for letting me pitch hit this week. Well, uh, we had fun. Conrad thank will you. be back next week. But 
you ended the you ended the documentary with a very emotional line, and you said you don't remember waking up and feeling good about yourself. Uh, and I I just want to tell you, you are the goat. You are the greatest of all time. Like Jim Ross said, you're the greatest ever. Lace up the boots, my friend. And uh, I I hope one day you get that. I hope I hope one day you get to uh, wake up and feel good about yourself because you you should. You should have already. Well, I, do. I, I do. I do now. I hope you get it. Good. I do now. Yeah. It took a long time, though. Mixed emotions about that. But, hey, the, the one thing about me that is dead on is I caused myself a lot of problems. Nobody, not Eric, not anybody. I brought a lot of problems on myself with personal choices I made that were wrong. But I recovered from all of them, and I'm I'm past it. But make no mistake, I will take all the credit in the world. Takes I made myself. That nobody else. It's fun to talk about everybody else and what you've experienced and what hasn't worked out and that. But I think it's really important for people to look in the mirror and say, you know, goddamn it, you did this to yourself, and you know you need to accept responsibility for it. And I do. But I feel good about myself now. And I really like I really like working with you, screw Conrad. And by the way, your wife is a you are the luckiest son bitch of all time. <laughs> well, I can't work on the hog, but I need to work on the money in twenty twenty three. I gotta get something. Well, get Conrad to write a goddamn check. Christ, he's got more money. How many? How many? How many banks is he owning on so long? He's got all of them. He's got Jesus, all of them. I know. Jesus Christ. He's out of the third goddamn Conradus now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's going to be everywhere. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure oh, yeah. to go 60 Minute with the Goat. We appreciate Woo! everybody for hanging out with us and listening to us. Follow us on social media. Interact with us. Like, subscribe. Give us that five-star rating. It's always If it's on a five-star, it's always five-star with the man, Ric Flair. You've been listening for Casio Kid. That is the legend, Ric Flair. You've been listening to Be the Man. Woo!